Could someone please call respiratory? Welcome to the Hey, Could Someone Please Call Respiratory podcast with your hosts, Eric Harder and Denise Van Ball. We are back on another episode of the Hey, Can Someone Please Call Respiratory podcast. If you are listening to my voice, that means you've already list, listened to my Aunt Carol on the intro music. Um, say, hey, can someone please call respiratory? Uh, no dollars were spared on the podcast. She was not a paid uh, actress. And um, she's 80 years old. God bless her. She did a great job. Um, so as we mentioned before, you are now listening to the Hey, Can Someone Please Call Respiratory podcast. Again, my name is Eric Carter. I am indeed a respiratory therapist by trade. And this is my illustrious assistant to the assistant uh, co-host. No, assistant Here we go. host. The uh, the ho- I am the host. To other and like Johnny Carson, I'm dating myself. And then what was the guy's name? Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. He was not the host. He was not the co-host. He wasn't. He was just there. Okay, bye. With the hats. Well, yeah, didn't none, nonetheless. I digress. So, uh, welcome to another uh, episode. Uh, we do have a special guest today. Uh, one of our other respiratory therapists is here. She'll be shortly on the podcast. Her name is Bree. She will be acting as a patient. We'll dive into her personal details, things that you wouldn't <laughs> want to know about, things that are probably not really work-related uh, or certainly respiratory-related. Uh, but we did steal her from a, a big hospital in the area, and she's been a fantastic fit to our company. And so this is, this is our our podcast. So I guess technically she would not be any sort of assistant to the podcast. However, she's not she a would, host. Huh? She's would not she a host. Be, would she then be, be higher than your position on the podcast? Sure. Sure. Okay. Good. All right. Great job so far. Everybody's doing a good one. And um, so today we will be talking about uh, BiPAP and CPAP. In the nursing homes, predominantly, and also with hospice. But speaking of nursing homes and nursing home patients, we just had an election. <laughs> Did you make a politics joke? I think Nailed I it. that. I Googled respiratory oh. podcast host, assistant host jokes. And that <laughs> came up. So, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, Anything going on in your personal life that you would like to share, Denise? You don't have the coffee today. I don't. Uh, I, I drank it all. I'm, okay. I'm zooming. Okay. And I um, started drinking early this morning. So. Oh, fantastic. And so I did also want to share one more comment. We had been sharing some of the fantastic comments. Uh, it was a short comment, but it was a comment nonetheless. Somebody out in the respiratory world and her comment was... Why? Question mark. <laughs> Man. What do you think? Is that a good why one? Not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Right. Okay. So moving on past the uh, the, uh, the compliment section of our podcast where we review all of our comments. I was going to 
hand off the microphone. Now, give it over to Denise. Sure. So, Denise, can you walk us through? Uh, well, let me set this up for you. I'm sure you don't need it. So, BiPAP and CPAP are a major, even though it's very straightforward and simple, it can be complicated for folks in the nursing homes. Many times, patients are on or off BiPAP or CPAP at home. Let's say they develop uh, some sort of congestive heart failure episode or shortness of breath episode. What's the first thing they do in the ER? Typically put them on. And now even in the ambulances, they have like BiPAP. Um, I've seen those in there. And, uh, and so basically they put them on BiPAP, right? They draw a blood gas. They put them on 100%. They what? They give them steroids. They give them Lasix. They give them breathing treatments. They put them on a monitor. You see a doctor. Uh, I know that was awesome. That was That's like really a, good. Uh, what was that show I used to watch? ER. When I was a respiratory student years ago, I would watch ER all the time. I love that show. Yeah, me and Clooney were like, nope. well, we're like this. Further apart. So, uh, anyways, that's basically what they do, and then they go through their stay. Be it now, have they gone home or did they come from the nursing home? Their stay three to five days for a typical exacerbation or CHF COPD, and then they go to let's say they go to nursing uh, home for rehab for what's COPD length of stay typically if you're doing the right things. 14 days. Nailed it. 14 days for rehab. And then they get put on, the nursing home gets, you know, typically their settings when they were in distress. So a lot of times there's a rate, you know, high settings, what have you. And then now the nursing home, they get their, their, uh, their, what do you call it? Report from the med surge nurse who God bless her or him. They're doing lots of different things, running around, seeing lots of different patients, but there's a lot of whisper down the lane when it comes to reporting from the hospital med surge to the nursing home uh, nurse. Is that right, Denise? That's and right. so, yeah. So many times uh, we end up with wrong orders or, or whatever it is. Nonetheless, the nursing facility is now uh, caught and they have to call a respiratory company or a regular DME company or whomever they get their own CPAP BiPAP from, or do they have their own uh, machine mask tubing, that type of thing, which sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And now we have to put the patient on the BiPAP or CPAP, figure out which one's which, and, and, and here we are. And so to further complicate that, Upon discharge, now if they haven't, we're, on, we're not on it at home, uh, and now they're on it in the hospital. Now we're stuck, and we have to give them a sleep study, right? So mm -hmm. there are companies out there that do sleep studies in nursing homes. Do you know of any companies out there that do sleep studies in nursing homes? Rapid CPAP. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. So. Yes, shameless plug or whatever you want to say, but the truth <laughs> is, <laughs> the truth is, you that you should have a, a 
a respiratory, even if you're in JPIP, you should have a respiratory company that can do an in-house sleep study and not charge you $5 million for it. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some that charge ridiculous amounts. So anyways, uh, we have to get that study before they go home so that they can now work with the home care company and get the right thing. Uh, however, going back to when they are in the nursing home, there is an issue with uh, settings and mass fitting and that type of thing. And so setting all that up and giving you that unbelievable softball. Are, I mean, have we I even recently? I mean, because I feel like I just did you a solid right there. Have we had any arguments re- recently? No, we've been okay. Good. You've been minding your P's and Q's. Oh, good. That's great. Probably in your best interest. Right. At least Thank your car's you. best interest. True. That's funny. I'm looking at a um, a bottle of uh, vodka. Uh, I finished that this morning. Oh, good. That's great. Well, that's actually why we haven't been fighting, because I've been just hammered every day. Just whatever, oh, bud. Whatever. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, so anyways, back to the BiPAP and CPAP. Denise, what are your experiences in terms of BiPAP and CPAP in nursing facilities? And also for our hospice friends out there, they have issues with um, setting up patients on BiPAP, CPAP, right? Right. Um, so BiPAP, CPAP. So I guess I'd start with the explanation of what is what. So BiPAP is bi-level positive airway pressure, BiPAP. It is not BiPAP. It is not BiPAP. <laughs> BiPAP. Um, so bi-level is two pressures. One pressure when you're breathing in, that's the IPAP, inspiratory positive airway pressure. And then another pressure when you're breathing out is EPAP, expiratory positive airway pressure. Um, so BiPAP settings will be two settings, a higher number over a lower number typically 10 over five, 12 over five. So those are your BiPAP settings. So when you do get report from the hospital, that's how you know what's gonna be what. BiPAP has two settings and then CPAP has just one setting. CPAP is continuous positive airway pressure. So there is no change in the pressure. It's the same pressure when you breathe in as when you breathe out. So what do you need CPAP for? Obstructive sleep apnea. So if you are stopping breathing in the night when you're sleeping, or your pulse ox is dropping real low, they catch that a lot of the times when you're in the hospital because you're on the continuous monitor and they'll put you on a CPAP. And that's where you run into the problem of getting to the nursing home and not having a sleep study and then having to get discharged and not having the ability to build the insurance because you have no sleep study. Um, So they'll put you on a CPAP. So the main issues in the nursing homes with CPAP and BiPAP are not setting it up, are not getting the orders correct. It's compliance. It's getting the patients to wear it. Um, most of the time, your COPDers can't breathe very well to begin with. Um, so now you put a whole mask on their face and then tell them to breathe easy, and it's uncomfortable. Even though it does assist in their breathing and reduces their work of breathing, it pushes in and lets them keep their airways open and blow off CO2. It's still an uncomfortable thing. Wearing a face mask is uncomfortable. Um, and CPAP too. I hear so many times when you're putting them on and they go through their first night and they're like, I slept worse this night than I've ever slept in my life before I even knew I had sleep apnea. I'm not wearing it anymore. I'm out. Um, in reality, sleep apnea doesn't seem like, you know, you're going to die in the middle of the night, but it does shave years off of your life. It, you know, when you stop breathing at night, and 
you are oxygen, your oxygen level is dropping the organ in your body that has to work overtime to compensate for that is your heart. So you're sleeping, your heart rate should be fairly low because you're not doing anything. And now your heart rate's up in the 120s as you're just laying there because you're trying to compensate and pump blood all around to your organs because you're not bringing in any oxygen. So wearing your CPAP mask, being compliant with that is definitely beneficial and in your best interest. And then for your BiPAP patients, your COPD patients, your CO2 retainers, that's what that does. So when you're breathing out, the pressure still coming in at a lower rate so you can push back against it and it holds open your little airway so that you can blow off that CO2. So you don't have too much in your blood and then you don't go to sleep and then you don't wake up. Um, I mean, it doesn't all happen that quickly, but that's where it can go. And that's usually what I tell them, kind of scare them into it a little bit, but whatever. So compliance. So what you want to do for those patients is try to find the right mask and make sure it fits correctly. So there are, a, I guess, essentially three different types of masks. There's a full face mask and that covers the nose and the mouth. There's a nasal mask that sits over the nose like this. There's nas and then there's nasal pillows that sit in the nostrils or right underneath the nostrils. So nasal masks are great. They're the least. What about the fireman's mask? Yeah. Um, there also is the fireman's mask. You were talking about in the ambulance, them throwing them on the BiPAP when they get them from the house. That's what they put them on because you're not going to find a mask. You're not searching for a mask that fits. So the fireman's mask is the entire face and you just whoop, right on there. Um, but you typically don't see that in the nursing home and or in the home care setting Usually sometimes twice a in, year we we set somebody up on that right yeah. after we've tried about seven million masks right it's usually because they have pressure sores somewhere else it's, it's your patients that are on continuous um like your als patients that need to be on non-invasive ventilation all the time and then they end up with pressure sores here or here even sometimes from the headgear depending on how the breakdown is anyway <clears throat> you don't see too many fireman's masks. So full face masks, nasal masks, nasal pillows. A lot of people, when they get set up on their machines, they find out about these nasal pillows and they're like, oh, this is the one because it's just like this. Um, still a tube and everything like that. I'll show you in a minute. But it's the least uh, obtrusive mask that there is. The problem is if you have higher settings, if you're on a CPAP of 10, 12, 15, or you're on an auto, you start out low and it goes up high. That's a lot of pressure for just your nose and then you're asleep. So all the air is blowing in your nose and you're supposed to be breathing back against it, keeping your mouth shut. But your automatic reaction is the air is going in your nose and then you just open your mouth. So it all comes back out of your mouth. So it never gets here where it needs to go to open up the blockage and you still have sleep apnea, even though you're wearing this all night. And then you just wake up, dry as a bone and it's pointless. So unless you can keep your mouth shut while you're sleeping, or <laughs> where it's not your strength definitely not um they're not that's not a good mask because it's not going to be as effective um so if you're a mouth breather which most people are because once you fall asleep everything relaxes including your jaw so drool everywhere it's gross um probably you're probably disgusting when you sleep <laughs> right trish thanks nice. That's not nice. You're probably so gross. 
I can just imagine if you pissed. I can only imagine what you look like when you roll out of bed. Well, wait, I can know what it is because it's exactly what you see a million times. Every other day besides podcast day. My favorite (laughs) is when you come in and you're and you're cold and you have the hoodie on. That's always my favorite. It looks good. I look like the Kermit the Frog meme. Yeah. So all you single gentlemen out there, um, there may be uh, somebody who's available. No. Don't do this. Don't don't use the screen. I don't like that. Great job. Anyway. So so we're going to look at the masks now? Yeah, we're going to do mask fittings and we can narrow these spray. Okay, great. So is, is, is she in the green room currently? Yeah, I'll just bring her in. Can you have one of the production assistants or three of them get her ready? Can you do her pay, makeup yeah. and nails Powder. and whatnot? Is this Powder. Her in? Powder. All right, so we now want to introduce uh, Miss Bree. I'm going to get up. I'm going to have her sit. the podcast. Walk into the microphone. I know you're not as experienced as I am. Hey, girl, you know. And here she comes. I can I can hear her coming. Oh, Miss Bree, have a seat. Fantastic. Welcome to Hey, can someone please call Respiratory Podcast? Uh, She is one of our fantastic respiratory therapists out there every day taking care of patients. She's literally no joke now, right? This This is a frontline medical respiratory therapist worker, right? Is that right? Absolutely. Seeing all the COVID patients and yep. all the other all patients. Yep. Saving everybody's lives. So Everybody. fantastic. Thanks for being on the podcast. And so today okay. you are apparently are going to have 17 masks thrust upon you. Don't and uh, Miss Denise oh, on, is going to is going to now. OK, let's focus, girls. Miss Denise is going to uh, do her thing. Go ahead. Okay, so first mask we were talking about, full face mask. So this is your traditional full face mask. It's the triangle shape. I think uh, you're a little far from the mic. I'm. I think I'm struggling. Maybe go to the other side. Oh, careful with the microphone. Okay. Did it say something on the screen? Can you hear me? Did it pop up on the screen where it says? I don't see anything. No. Okay. Good. All right. That's just your trash microphone. <laughs> okay. So CPAP machine, this is the Phillips Respironics Dream Station. Are they sponsoring the podcast? Uh, no. No? Okay. I have yet to see the check. Okay. So into the future. Um, so it is a CPAP, but that's fine. So we don't, we're just doing the masks. So tubing to the mask from the machine. And Miss Bray. All right. And what about so an O2 adapter? We're doing mass fitting, but if you were going to put a note to adapter in line, you'd put it right here, right closest to the patient. Not by the PAP, by the patient, right? Not by the PAP, by the patient, closest to the patient. Okay. Yeah. So when you're fitting a patient, I want to like squat. When you're fitting a patient with a mask, um, one of the things that leads to noncompliance is the mask being too tight or sitting in the wrong spot or being too loose or... What else was there? Didn't you just do an in-service today? Um, too loose, too tight. Just like yeah. irritated in their eye, or right in their eyes. It's where a lot of people don't like when it sits right in their eyeballs. So, so a lot of people also think that the size of the person is how you mm-hmm. size the mask. So they'll be like, oh, this guy, 300 pounds, he needs a double XL. It's not. It's It's the length from here to here. 
Um, so wherever it's supposed to sit to the bottom of the chin, you will find some trouble uh, for your patients that don't have teeth because there's not really anything to rest it on. So you want to make sure that you're not like you have to rest it down here on the chin bone, not at the teeth. So when you're fitting, have them take their teeth out. Can you take your teeth out? No. Put <laughs> <laughs> <I can't. laughs> them on the table. Uh, well, All right. So <laughs> I, if, if the patient can help me, great. If they can't, then they can't. But I always say, like, put this on your face where it's comfortable. So go ahead, break, grab it. And then I'll mess with your headgear. So you wanted to sit. This little bun's going to be an friend. issue. Yeah, pen, bun. Her oh, man bun's in the way. Not a man bun. And oh, you're, man. you're no. close to a man bun if you don't I get am? a haircut suit. Yeah. You need to cut. Right. I can't do a man bun because there's no hair back on the back part of the head. You should just throw this part then and cover that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Anyway. All right. So do you, you gotta look. So see, okay. you look way better in this than I did. Oh, thanks, girl. Uh, <laughs> so it sits right here at the top of the bridge of the nose and then cut up. Right down here under the chin. Is that your beard? Jesus. Oh, please. God, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, it's, so here we go. This is a, a ResMed mask. Uh, the latest masks all come with magnets. Now, they used to come with the like clips on the fanny pack, like the three-prong one. They used to be like hooks on the side. Now they changed the game with the magnets, which is great for your elderly patients in the nursing home that have arthritis that can't grip on anything. So it's just the magnet. So it's right here. You get it close and you see it just grabs right on. Plus the ALS patients, it's fantastic, right? And they can't. Um, they can't. So. Well, at a not advanced. ALS, right. right. I mean, and then for your patients that are really struggling, they're claustrophobic, they want to make sure that they have a way out. That's this is a big deal too because you can just mm -hmm. write off and write out. So gotcha. he said, You get it close, it's going to hook on there. Is it? Yeah. Right. Um, so then you would turn the machine on. So I'm just going to push the little power button here. See it? Oh, you weren't ready there. You had to be ready. Mm -hmm. So then once you no have the mask on the patient, hmm? no ramp. No, I blasted it right at 10, right on there. <laughs> So once you have the mask on the patient, you turn the machine on, then you want to check for leaks. So under here, let's see, can you feel your beard hair blowing in the wind? <laughs> Up here by your eyeballs, and then that sound. Let it let it go. That sound. Can you do it? Right. So that's a, a sign of a leak, and people will be very happy to tell you about that. Oh, the, anyway, so at that point. You want her to push back on the mask so she can help you. So you don't want to just grab these and tighten them up and put her in a voice. That's the worst. So just have yourself or the patient, if they can help you, push the mask up against their face until you don't feel the leak anymore. The one at the eyes, the one at your chin, the one here. And then that way, it's the perfect fit. It's not too tight. It's not too loose. It's perfect. So then, so we have it there. The straps are Velcro. Boom, fit. If you're leaking up by the eyeballs, you can tighten up up here. All full face masks have four points. You paying attention? Yes, I, yes. When was the last time you fit someone with a mask? Maybe you need a refresher. No, I, I perfected it. Nailed it. So then it fits. So this is your traditional full face mask. 
Um, in the past, there we go. In the past, they used to have a piece that sat up on the forehead. They did away with that, which is great. So you can now wear your glasses with the uh, CPAP mask on because not everybody, it's not a good idea to just start out on CPAP, put your mask on, shut the lights off and lay in your bed, just bugging out. So put the TV on, read a book. So with, without that forehead piece, you have the ability to wear the glasses and ease into it. All right, so that's your first traditional full face mask. In my opinion, this is the most effective one. It stays in place the best. It is, it's the best one, in my opinion. Um, so then off with this. Probably one of the most comfortable ones. Yeah, you loved it. Well, I mean, yeah, I loved it. I want one for him actually. You can have this one. Okay, I'll take him. Because now you touched it, it's it's contaminated. So this is the other type of full face mask. This is Philips Respironic. It's the dream. God, (laughs) (laughs) it's the Dreamwear full face mask. So this mask is different because it's not that traditional triangle shape. Instead of it coming up onto the bridge of the nose, it has an opening which your nose just sits on top of. And then this part covers the mouth and sits on the bottom of the chin. And in addition to that, instead of the tube hanging down the front of your face, it hooks up at the top of your head. Whoa, whoa, wowie. Super great, right? Major improvements. That's how they get you. They just make like little improvements every year so they can charge $8 million more dollars yeah, per that's mm-hmm. Yep. Don't get me started. Mm, all, right. <laughs> all right. So again, if the patient is able to help you, let her help you. So put that where it's comfortable. So this is great, again, for your ALS patients that have been wearing the same mask in the same spot, the same pressure, the, sitting on that same spot. They'll develop those pressure sores. So it's good to have two different styles to switch back and forth from to give those areas a rest. So you see there's nothing sitting up here even more access for the glasses, less cumbersome on the face. Those people that have claustrophobia do better with this mask. The problem, the one thing I come across is if you're a mover and a shaker in your sleep, this will move and shake as well. So it'll come. So same thing, magnets right here. Where's this one? All right, so right there. And then we'll blast you. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right, so you can hear right away, we got leaks. So these are gonna be, the leaks that happen are right here at the nose because it's just that opening. They do have other masks that have nasal pillows down there, so it's less leakage like that. Um, same idea, same style. So it's probably this bitch and nose ring. Yeah. Um, so now we move it around, get it, you don't hear the leaks anymore. On all masks, this one and this one as well, there's exhalation ports. You can't rebreathe all your own air, you'll rebreathe all your own CO2. Too much CO2 in the blood, go to sleep, never wake up. So you have to have an exhalation port. So here, there's one at the top. If you were to wave your hand here, you would feel the air. Same here, exhalation port. So this is the newest style of mask out. That's a full face mask. It's just less cumbersome than the other ones. So if you have the problems with the claustrophobia, if you have the problems with the pressure source from the other one, you're wearing it all the time, this is the way to go, this style. Good? Okay. Do you have any questions? 
Uh, no, Bree, are you having a great time? I, that's what I would like to ask. That's a question. Okay. Well, yeah, so it's not good technical. Time. I didn't hear it. Struggle. All out. All out. All right. Thank you. All right. So moving, I guess, from most cumbersome to least cumbersome. So what have you gone over? Full face masks so far? Traditional full face? Then that would be considered what? That last one you just did. Yeah. So still full face, but just a like. Yeah. So full face only means it covers both the nose and the mouth. No matter right. how you do it, that's what it means. Yeah. So the Go last ahead. one you saw was is one for the if they're having lots of issues with breakdown on the nose, right? And claustrophobia. Gotcha. That's a big deal. People have that. Okay. I don't have that. Yep. All right. So then the next one is the over the nose nasal mask. Um, Traditional nasal mask, right? Right. Like a mask. It's actually a mask. So it's a little mask sits over the nose. So again, these used to come with that forehead piece wrap around here all that they've really made improvements and this is magnets as well so grab it up on you don't see it's like it's gonna like blow out of my mouth it is gonna blow i out know that's why so that's the problem with the nasal mask is, is mouth breathing and it's hard like if your setting is high i mean this is only set on 10 and it's it's difficult to push back again so you're mm -hmm. trying to breathing in is great just right in yeah. filling you up Oh God. Um uh -huh. <laughs> I missed um, it. I'm probably happy that I missed it, but let's <laughs> move it. Keep talk it so yeah, so you can't talk. I mean the air is gonna come right out. Um so what you can do is if you are too claustrophobic to wear a full face mask, you don't want to do the whole thing. You can opt to wear a chin strap, but at that point I feel like it's pick your own poison. So the chin strap, which I don't have is just a velcro strap that sits like almost like when you have like a toothache and you tie the dotted handkerchief you know what i'm talking about um so it essentially holds your mouth shut so that is the over the nose nasal mask what do you think you look good in these thanks girl i can barely talk <laughs> you did. i can't so, yeah, so everything's done. so put down the microphone and open your mouth and let it come out so that's all going in the nose and then right back out the mouth. So if you don't keep your mouth shut, it's very ineffective. So you know that a lot of people want to choose that nasal mask and they want the least obtrusive, uh, is that obtrusive? No, I don't know. They want the least cumbersome mask that they can get, but you have to figure out if it's going to be the right fit for you. Okay. Um, so that's over the nose nasal mask. Last one is nasal pillows slash under the nose nasal mask. Uh, this one right here. So it's not, it sounds like not, you know, it sounds like there's so many different options. And when some, when a patient is being not compliant or, or categorized as non-compliant, um, there are, there are so many options. And so to have somebody like an RT be able to go in and advise mm -hmm. or jump on a telehealth call and advise is, is a real value. So it's important to have the correct person uh, doing the sizing and evaluating what the actual actual needs are and coming up with a solution for that. Would that be correct, Denise, on the podcast? That is correct. That is correct. Um, and, Marie, and what do you think, dear? Absolutely correct. 
And wow, it could fantastic. be the difference of keeping the patient in the hospital or or in the nursing home. Yeah, that's exactly that. some right. Something that silly, like just you know, how many times have you seen the tubing? Those tubings are they are they're cheap. I mean, they this are. Is the gunmetal one, and I really like this. I one. like the gunmetal one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are cheap, and and um, you know, you find that somebody steps on it or whatever. Now you got a pin size hole or bigger and, and you go to put that patient on at night and the nurse is doing 5 million things and doesn't realize that there's a big hole. And then now the patient's off BiPAP all night long. How many nights of that before they go to the hospital? No, really. How many nights? Somebody that's on 20 over eight or whatever. Two, three. one three, night, three, three nights, whatever. Yeah, but that's one, a ticking time bomb. One, that patient yeah. is, Correct. if they're having uh, CO2 retention issues, that patient will go back to the hospital. So it's super important to make sure that you are uh, doing the right things when you're taking care of these types of patients. And it also is very simple to fix these type of things, having the right person looking at the patient. Makes a difference. Great. All right, so last mask. This is actually the under the nose nasal mask. It is the nasal mask version of the other style of the full face mask. So same idea, your nose sits right in that little crook and you get the air that way. There's another attachment that has nasal pillows on it. So they're just little pillows that sit inside your nostrils. I don't, you don't try them on people. So that's why I don't have them. You don't stick something in somebody's nostrils. You don't, because we're not no. going to do that. You don't try this. So this one you can try one. I don't know what Bree's got in her nose. There is that cool nose ring, but other than that, all right. So you don't have to undo the Velcro and all this. You can just put this up over your head. That's another reason a lot of people choose it. Super easy to operate. Um, there aren't the Velcro. Mm. Uh, what are they? Magnets. Yeah, Magnet here. Foot. There's only a one set of headgear. The tube is at the top of the head. So essentially, you just have this. So go ahead, rock it up. Oh, thanks. Oh, right, so right. Looks great. You don't even know what a sleeve stack is. You're in your twenties. <laughs> Denise, you don't even know what a sleeve stack is. Sleeve stack. Sleeve stack. That was a land of the lost. It was a show back in the probably seventies and early eighties. It was a show where they where they had. Like, I don't even know what they were. The creatures that would. They live Marshall in the ocean. Will and Holly on a great adventure. Never mind. Google were they, it. Were they in the Google ocean? It. I'll, I'll Google it. Go ahead. So, this is the dreamer. Like I said, it's the least obtrusive mask you have, but it is hard to breathe back against, especially when that air is right up in your nostril. Like even with this one, with over the nose nasal mask, when you have that ambient space there, it it allows for you to push back a little bit easier because it's not right up on you. But when that's right up in your nostrils and the air is going directly in there, it's, it's a little bit harder to breathe back. Um, so I guess you got to pick your poison more mask or ease of breathing back. Um, I've done a lot of CPAP setups over the years and initial setups where this is the one, this is the one I want. 
this is this is going to be a winner. And then three days later, I get a call. I can't do it. Um, you know, my mouth is opening. I'm dry as a bone. Uh, it's not effective. I don't feel better. I said, well, do you want to go, you know, with that full face mask I tried on in the first place? And then mm-hmm. we end up switching to that. And usually that takes care of the problem. Yeah. So, yeah. So full face is always the best option for exchanging uh, carbon dioxide, right? And oxygen. I mean, just delivering pressure non-invasively in the first place. Yeah. I, I feel that it is the best option, but some pressure is better than none pressure. So if the patient is absolutely not going to wear a full face mask, can tolerate this, will mouth breathe sometimes, will not, at least they're going to get some as opposed to none. I think Patrick's here. Great. Well, this is what happens when we have our podcast people come in. So uh, let's pause it, right? Let's pause it. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, all right. So, so Bree stepped out recording. (laughs) Yep. We paused it. So, Bree stepped out. She was a fantastic patient here on the podcast. And what did you say just now? What did I say? About the host. Oh, back to the real host, me. (laughs) Real host. Okay. Yeah. You wish you would? I wish you would. Well, uh, any other things about BiPAP, CPAP, mask fittings in the nursing homes and hospice? Not mask fitting, but um, just about the humidity. Okay. That 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 makes a difference with compliance. Um, I mentioned a few times you are dry when you wake up, especially if you're mouth breathing yeah. in a mm-hmm. nasal mask. I mean, even in a full face mask, you can wake up dry. It's a lot of air blowing in, drying out all your passages. So you can add humidity by adding distilled or sterile water. Yep. Um, every CPAP, BiPAP comes with a humidifier, whether it's attached to it or you need to set it up separately, but you can always hook up humidity to it. Um, and then the way it works is you heat the water and the air blows through the warm water, picking up that moisture and bringing it to you so that the air is not so dry. Um, I'm sorry. What did you say? You heated the what? Water. Water. Got it. Okay. Nailed it. Are you having trouble hearing? Can you hear me now? No, I just. Water. Oh. W- water. Okay. Water. okay. So, but- yeah. So it heats the water. Water. Is that what you want to say? Water. Water. Um, sounds so dumb. Yeah. But um, but that is helpful in increasing compliance. Because again, okay. compliance is the main issue. Indeed it is. And so what, on the next podcast, what are we going to talk about on the next podcast? You go ahead and share with the folks. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about NIOF? No, you want to talk about telehealth? I didn't know if we decided what we were going to talk about yet, but it'll be riveting. It'll garner lots of comments. I'm out on the comments. Don't tell me no more. (laughs) I don't want to know. I I love them because I can't wait. As soon as I see it, then I'm so excited because I get to tell you and then you. On here, which I don't want to know on here. I would rather have a heads up. (laughs) It's irritated the whole time. No liquor, uh, nothing. They make me laugh. I think it's funny. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, 
we are, so we were, well, I was on a podcast that was the 600th most pop 611th most popular podcast in health and wellness. <laughs> so You're what that means is <laughs> I'm like six degrees from Kevin Bacon, <laughs> like yep. most You're popular podcast. So I think we're basically top 10 podcasts of all the world. Yeah. Now. If we divide 611 by yeah, Joe four. Rogan, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, both the candidates. Uh, it's not candidates anymore. Oh, right. Um, uh, is Ian Carroll Bree's, have one? Bree's podcast. Bree has one. Is yeah, higher than ones. ours. Mm-hmm. Then ours. Then that's it. So. Right. So we're number two. We're in the top 10. Full blown celebrities. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I played it. I told you, I, my kids nearly had a bird when I put them <laughs> and Alexa said my name. <laughs> I said, Alexa, play it. And then, you know, they yeah, heard my name on the little Alexa lap and they cute, thought, yeah. so I'm a celebrity to them and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. Prior right, to that. Well, I think, think I'm sorry. Me. Prior to that, they didn't think much of me. Right. I got but you. Now I'm on Alexa. So yeah. <laughs> You should have videoed that. All right. Well, everybody did a great job on the podcast today. Once again, I think, I think you did a great job. Huh? How about that? Cause I really just, I was just, I was just a pretty face today. Who are you? <laughs> Who is this? You did the best job. I don't even want to do the best job. Did you see that I have the flamingos on the shirt today? I did. Okay. Pink flamingos. So I, if I don't have anything nice to say, I don't say anything. Unlike all these people that have think that gotcha. I give one yeah. single that I don't care what you say on the comments. Okay, it's clear. I know. Okay. I <laughs> say another one. Say it again. Go ahead, Karen. I dare you. Okay. I'm just right. saying. Well, great job, everybody, on the podcast. Go ahead, Joel. Cue the music, and we're, we'll be back for episode number five. Shortly. Uh, great job, everybody. And, uh, oh, hi, so How you doing, babe? That's my daughter. Just want to say hello. He has two other kids. Yeah, I know, but Sophia actually watches the podcast. Uh, uh,